Yo. Oh my gosh, chocolate. Chocolate, chocolate, chocolate. We're talking about Burning Man. Everybody pretty curious about it. In fact, someone on a dating app saw, I think me playing with fire, and they're like, have you been to Burning Man? It's always, uh, it's kind of like a flex, pretty good flex. Yeah, I went to Burning Man. Haven't been in a while, but 2012, 2013, I went to Burning Man. Back-to-back years. And uh, Burning Man, you know, uh, people want to know what it's like. Uh, Pretty crazy. Can't really imagine it. It's hard to describe. It's in the desert. The playa. Where there's like 60,000 people go. But there's there there's people there for months building all the stuff because there is literally nothing when they show up and nothing when everyone leaves. Like not a light post, not a tree. Apparently there's some big bugs and there's some black rocks because it is the black rock desert. Ancient lake bed. Burning Man happens in uh, Black Rock Desert in Nevada. Closest town, Gerlock. Reno's pretty close, but yeah, 2012. The theme, the year I went was Fertility 2.0. Pretty cool. Uh... So, Burning Man, you can either go by yourself, which is kind of what I did, or you can go with the crew. Uh, probably better to go with the crew. I mean, it just sucks if your crew sucks. That's, you know, whatever. But uh, I caught a ride with some people, so I kind of had a little bit of a crew. Uh, but you can definitely, people do go on their own. I met a bunch of people that were there on their you know, just straight up on their own. They're like, fuck it, I'm going. I don't care. And uh, that's that's kind of the way you got to do it if you want to go. It's just like, I'm going. I'm going. I'm going to go. Uh, I mean, you can plan it for months, weeks, years. Or you can just go. Uh, I'll start the ba- the basic shit you need. You need shelter and you need water. Got to have those. Shelter and water. Uh, I mean, you know, technically you can just show up at Burning Man. Uh, you um, you got to have really good karma to do that. Uh, it's going to be an experience. People do it. I heard about a guy riding his bike in there. I think he brought, I don't know if he brought any water, but... Uh, there's people there that will house you. If you need it, if you uh, if you want it, um, but that's not under your control. So I mean, if you want to be able to control, they're like, okay, I'm gonna go and set up a tent and you know, or set up a little yurt or sleep in my car. Great option, sleep in um, a trailer, sleep in a cargo van another great option because uh, it gets cold and it gets hot and it can rain and it gets really windy it can be really dusty and uh, there's lightning and all that kind of crap so you gotta have a couple basics I mean it's not you can show up without water and that's not a good idea, I don't think. You're supposed to have several gallons for every day, so... You know, I think at least a couple... I would think a couple gallons a day. Because um, there's no water. There's no plumbing. Uh, I mean, there's some little structures that are going to have uh, coolers full of water. Uh, there's people that 
set up shower stations so they got kind of like a little water thing but you gotta you can't just like piss your water out on the playa or piss on the playa or you got you know can't just take a shower on the on the playa you gotta have something to catch all the hair and you know you gotta have like a uh gray water systems what it's called gray water but water i think i brought I must have had like maybe like ten gallons of water, and then maybe maybe six, seven gallons of uh, combination coconut water and aloe juice. I brought no meat. Of course, I wasn't eating a whole lot of meat at the time. I brought I brought some peanut butter. I might have brought some canned fish. Uh, I'm not even sure if I had a cooler. A bunch of snacks. A lot of snacks. A lot of peanut butter. Celery. Uh, Yeah, the first year I went, brought just a little tent. I mean, a little one-man. I mean, you got to bring rebar if you're sleeping in a tent. Or if you want to set up a structure, some sort of shade structure. The rebar, you gotta you're also gonna need a mallet. Because you gotta the tent stakes don't work out there, basically. They don't go in far enough, the wind is can be super strong. So you gotta hit these rebar stakes into the ground like a foot. You know, it's a little bit of work. Um and then when you leave, you're gonna wanna pull them up, you gotta pull them up. Uh, so you're going to want something to grab them with, usually like a, um adjustable wrench, that kind of thing. Um, probably, so you got your, you know, your structure, which you can either, like, I, I literally just had caught a ride with somebody, didn't have a vehicle out there, jumped in the back of a, uh, well, it was a van, like one of those. I don't know, a conversion van. It's a pretty sweet van. And, uh, you know, the bucket seats and the two front seats. And uh, we were pulling a a horse moving thing. A horse. I don't know. I don't even know what it's called. But that's where we put all of our gear and bikes. You want a bike at Burning Man for sure. You can find a bike there, but not going to be great. Uh, may have to build it yourself. Um, but you're going to want like a bike for sure. Big tires. Those uh, little skinny tires don't work out there. You'll eat shit. Uh, fatter the tires, the better. Single speed, really. It's flat. You're not going up or downhill. Uh, kickstand's nice. If you can get like a little little tiny lock or something, um, no one people aren't are there to steal your bike. But if there's a bike sitting there and they're trying to get somewhere and maybe they're drunk, maybe they're fucked up, or maybe they're just being a douche or whatever, maybe they thought it was their bike. Maybe it's late and they just hop on it and they go and they just leave the bike somewhere. Oh, whoops. So if you lock it up, just like prevent people from using it. I mean, you guess you could take off the tire or something. But there's a lot of bike set up spots at Burning Man for. <coughs> Excuse me. I guess I get into what is you know. So it's definitely a like an art party in the desert. Um, it's been going on for I think it started I don't know twenty years ago. The history's all out there. Pretty cool. Ten principles that people are supposed to abide by out there. A um, couple but that I can remember. Um, radical self-reliance, meaning you know, take care of your own shit. Be able to take care of yourself so that you can take care of others. Um, self-care. Uh, consent. Uh, art. Something about art, you know, art's good, that kind of blast stuff. Uh, be a participant 
you know, not a spectator. So you're, you're showing up there to be part of it. You're not showing up there to go to a concert and, you know, just sit there and stand in line for a beer, you know, and nachos with your $20 bill and, <clears throat> you know. Supposed to be part of it. You know, we're all, everybody's creating it. Basically, there's a bunch of giant theme camps that are kind of the, the biggest thing where you'll have your giant, you know, bands play and stuff and, you know, huge sound camps. But even that is not as big as, like, other festivals are going to have. They're, they're, the sound's not going to be as big. It's going to be big. There's good sound, but uh, electricity is definitely becomes sort of uh, less available. And there can be shit where, you know, shit just shuts down. And But basically, uh, Burning Man organization, from what I understand, gives people spots on the playa and gives tickets to people, sets aside tickets and maybe even some expenses based on people providing something to the people that come to the event. Uh, something to share, something to experience. <clears throat> could be a a bike repair station. Could be a lemonade stand. Could be a merry-go-round. Could be a skate park. Could be a half pipe. Could be a pull-up bar. Could be a spanking station. <clears throat> could be an orgy dome could be a taco stand but you don't pay for anything at Burning Man. You don't you don't pull out money and pay for stuff. You everything is there for the people. I mean, it's definitely <clears throat> limited. And um you know, people have the right to basically refuse anybody if they want. <clears throat> and uh you know, the cooler you are, <clears throat> the more you give. And that really what is what it comes down to is like what can you give? Because that is, it's so much more fun. And it's, you know, I, I try to get this experience back in my life all the time. I try to relive this or put this to practice of what can I give? Because you realize that when you, especially on that kind of a immediate gratification of being somewhere at Burning Man, giving things away and watching other people's expressions and their appreciation um, it's better than receiving, you know, which is okay. Yeah. I mean, everybody gets hungry. Everybody gets thirsty. You're horny. Yeah. I want a blow job. Sure. That's great. Please hook me up. I need one. Um, but the giving thing is really fun. Uh, <laughs> so I showed up first Burning Man, I caught a ride with and I'll go more into detail about that, but you know, I caught a ride with this uh girl, uh woman Hyla, who was she'd been doing burning, she was a veteran, she knew what she was doing. I was a little noob, a virgin, whatever. And uh I had no idea I was getting myself into. I mean, you know, you read online or, you know, I got to do this, I got to do that. You talk to a couple people, yeah, it's going to be fun, you know, blah, blah, blah. But you really have no idea what you're getting into. Um, I mean, unless you've been to a lot of festivals. I had never been to a festival where I spent the night there. So put that in your pipe and smoke it. Never been to an overnight festival where you set up a tent. I mean, some people, you know, live this shit non-stop all the time they're they've been doing it since they were you know some people's parents brought them to festivals when they were fucking you know five months old or one month old or maybe they squeezed them out at the festival but i'd never been to a camping situation so i was <clears throat> super virgin caught ride with this girl hyla and she was super cool. She was in her, she was like 50, but she was still hot, riding horses and doing, you know, aerial silks and stuff. And <clears throat> she was all tan. She's from, I left my car, I think it was in Napa or some, yeah, I think it was in Napa. And it was a, it was a real chill neighborhood. It was like kind of deserty and, you know, a lot of Latin folks, um, Mostly Hispanic people in the neighborhood where we left from. 
in California. I was living in, uh, I had just gotten to California and I had left my buddy Aram was with me and we were in staying with this lady up in, uh, Oakland. Anyways, this is 2012. And so I catch a ride. I responded online or something, got, uh, found a ride online through creating a bird profile. And then I found a ticket, bought a ticket in San Francisco from this guy. And then, uh, you know, found a ride and it was for gas money and stuff. And, um, <clears throat> I think there was like four of us in the car, maybe three girl, three guys, two, you know, <coughs> excuse me, two girls, and uh, I didn't drive, I don't think at all, um, but I did get out and check and smoke my uh, dugout, like every time we had a chance, and uh, I think I checked the tire pressure, and so, you know, we get to Burning Man, and uh, they, the, the, the girls already told me, kind of like, she's sleeping in the van, like, She's doing her thing. Uh, her ex-husband, or maybe just the the mother, the excuse me, the father of her daughter, who was like seventeen or something, or was uh, the her guy was there, but they weren't together anymore, and he was part of some big theme camp or you know some big camp, and uh, but it was kind of like understood. It was like, all right, well, when we get there, like. Y'all fuckers are on your own. You're you're on your own, bro. Which was, uh, you know, I unloaded my stuff and um, a couple of us. Actually, just me and these two other people. I think she parked her van somewhere near there, maybe or maybe not even that close. But uh, I put my tent up, put my rebar in. But I think put everything inside my tent, covered up my stuff so it wouldn't blow away, and hopped on my bike. And I was at Burning Man. I had a little place to stay. I'm fucking on my bike. Oh, shit. I'm riding around, and I'm just like, what the fuck do I do? Like, where, you know, you see everybody do. People are jumping on trampolines. People are fucking spanking each other. Uh, you know, there's this and that. People are setting up, hula hooping. You know, I think we got there the day it started. Maybe, yeah, we got there, you know, maybe we got there a day late. I don't, I think we, <coughs> excuse me. So I'm on my bike and I'm riding and somebody passed me on a bike and they were like, oh, that looks fun you should join them, you know, just as, you know, because I was like staring at some people, I think they were on a Ferris wheel, one of those little things you push, and then you can get really dizzy and fly off, or, yeah, so I was like, why is this person talking to me, like, that's just kind of like, it was almost like a rude sort of like, that looks fun, why don't you join them, almost like a, a command, in a way, or a threat, or a dare, so I'm like, oh, all right, so, you know, get off my bike, put it down, and uh, I channeled my football player energy, and I pushed that thing as fast as I could, and those people flew really fast, and then flew off, and they were laughing, and like, laying in piles, and like, all right, so I'm like, participating, this is pretty cool. And I was just in the moment. And uh, I hop on the thing. People are spinning around. And then, you know, we're all spinning. We're all on this thing together. And somebody yells, like, free ice cream. Oh, shit. Somebody had a little ice cream stand. They were handing out little scoops of ice cream. like, I didn't bring no ice cream to Bernie, man. I didn't think I was. I thought I was eating peanut butter and jelly for the next week. I mean, I pretty much did. But. I had no idea if he's gonna be eating ice cream. So, I we was sitting in line, you know, and you gotta wait because it's like, it's free, and these, you know, this person ain't they're not on the clock. They're just, you know, they run out of ice cream. They're like, yeah, we'll get some more. Just hold your horses. So you know, that consumerism aspect definitely starts to sort of like 
It creeps in. Because you're like realizing like, oh, this person's literally just giving me this shit. Like, I'm not paying for it. So let me be really nice and not in a rush. Let me just live in the moment. So I'm standing there in line and some guy with goggles on or something. And he's like, we start talking or something about, you know, stuff to do. And he's like, man, I wish I had a watch so I could figure out what's going on or go, you know, or wait. I can't even remember at this point whether I gave him my watch or he gave me his watch. Either way, a watch, I'm pretty sure I took mine off and gave it to him. Because I really was not in that kind of mood to be looking at my watch. I mean, mind you, there's no cell phones. I mean, there's cell phones, but I don't know where the hell my cell phone was. That shit wasn't on me. No computers, nothing there for me. Um, and then I go hang out with him and have a beer and then I hop back on my bike and cruise around some more and the rest of the shit's a blur pretty much no it's not but I couldn't tell you what I did on day one day two day three day four day five you know Friday night you know the burning of the man the burning of the temple um, so I'm there and uh, I meet a couple of like I don't remember how I met these guys but they were a little younger than me and they were like they were probably on life's path they were probably probably more mature than I was and I'm 30 you know at the time I was like 32 or 33 and I had graduated med school I done a year residency got my california medical license not you know i had applied for it but it wasn't it wasn't approved yet because they take forever for that shit in cali and uh so these guys i think one of them was like a editor the other way i was in school at um but they they uh, moved their cars over to where we were, and I think they were both sleeping in their cars, rental cars, and uh, we just had we formed a little crew over there, and that was cool. First year, so you know, that this is all two thousand twelve. Um, I, uh, you know, we cruised around. Actually, I met this girl. I think maybe that first day. But it's like you just you're riding around just checking everything out. You're doing the No, yeah, that was Yeah, it's hard to remember. I met this girl who was a virgin in real life. She's real cute and she was also a virgin burner. Um and we were hanging out and uh we were just cruising around together. I think we were on our bikes maybe and you know, you start out and you you know, your bike fucks up or something, you get it go get it repaired and you're you go look at all the art. You check out shit, there's all this weird zany shit going on. Um giant art, just huge huge giant statues and shit that moves around and shit that um uh, you can play on and uh, there's one group of people there they were like wrestling and all this uh, like not wrestling but they were all I think there was like probably like 10 people and they weren't I don't, I don't know if they were naked or not but damn well near and they're on some you know like dance floor type of thing or you know just some kind of floor and they all have this like purple red juice and they're all just like squirming in it. And it turns out, and we're sitting there staring at them. This is during the daytime. And the dude runs up and puts his paw print on my chest and it's a big, uh, it's beet juice. It stains you for a couple hours, you know, but you got trampolines, um, dodgeball. I didn't play a whole, I don't, <clears throat> I think dodgeball was, was, 
the second year that I played a lot of dodgeball. But um, you got Dr. Bronner's. Dr. Bronner's U-Foam. Like UFO, but U-Foam. So they have a basically what's the size of a tractor trailer. Um, you know, cargo thingy, whatever, uh, metal. But it's glass. It's about that size, though. And people walk into it. Basically, this like scaffolding built around it, and there's like people that can walk up top of it, kind of. And they have this giant hose up top. Now, mind you, there's no water. There's no showers. There's no running water anywhere. You can find it if that's really what you want to do. That's how you want to spend your time. You can drive. You know, definitely, you can find it somewhere, but. You don't have to wait in line. Anyways. Oh, you start before, what we did do, what I did do a couple mornings with some people is there are water trucks that drive around with like nasty water, like not drinkable, not potable water. And they will just cut the thing open and uh, just soak the playa down, just completely soak it down. Just so there's not so much dust. So they'll soak the main roads a couple times a day usually. And you will definitely see people running behind that thing and getting soaking wet uh, with that nasty water. And I did it twice. It was fun. It was exhilarating. I felt like a kid. And then people were like, that's disgusting. Can't believe you do that. Why are you doing that? That kind of shit. Um, calling you a douchebag for doing that. Well, I felt clean. And I enjoyed it. And it felt good. Uh, but Dr. Bronner's. You foam. So they you can be naked. You can be wearing a bikini. You can wear... You can wear a clothes. They probably wouldn't let you in if you were wearing all your clothes. That's just dumb. Because you're trying to get clean. Anyways, walk into this place and they might even have you sign something, give your email out. I don't remember, but they check you in. They have all these cubbies. They have all these hangers. And you put your shit in a safe spot. Somebody's watching it. Make sure nobody steals shit, I think. I don't know how they know whose is whose, but anyways. You get naked or close to it. You wait in line, and they put like 50 people in this big plexiglass fish tank, you know, tractor trailer looking thing. They close the doors, and then they count down. The whole time there's music playing. There's a DJ. Like, you're dancing usually in line. There's, there's a DJ. There's loud music. Thump, 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 thump. Uh, people are having a good time, and you are sprayed with foam first. You, I think that might give you goggles. You don't have to wear the goggles, you know, if you're a water type of person. You're not afraid of getting shit in your eyes. You know how to prevent shit from getting in your eyes, that kind of thing. But they spray you down with foam for a good you know, 15 seconds, they spray the foam and you're getting wriggle against each other. I mean, you, you know, there, some things could happen in there if you wanted it to, you know, I mean, I wouldn't, I'm not saying to assault your, you know, neighbor or, you know, some stranger, but if you go in there with your girlfriend or something or boyfriend or, you know, your crew, whatever, whatever you got going on, like it gets pretty squirmy in there. And that's part of the fun. You're just rubbing up on other people. Uh, almost like scrubbing yourself. And, you know, people are doing it back. And it's not anything really that, you know, for me it wasn't sexual. I was just like, dude, I'm, I want to get clean because it's dirty out there. Like, there's a lot of dust. And, uh, you know, feels good to get clean. Then they spray you the water. 
And then you walk out of that thing, and you, they're only open during the day because you can't do it at night. It's too cold or you know dark, and the sun's hitting your naked body or almost naked body. I was naked. You're clean. You're looking at all these other clean people, you know, where everyone's smiling and happy. The music's playing. And then they give you a little tin of lip balm from Dr. Bronner's for free. And then there's like a bar right there. You can go have a drink or do whatever. But after you're feeling clean, you put your clothes back on, you know, whatever you're wearing at the time. Maybe you're just wearing a cock ring. Maybe you're just wearing a butt plug. You know, maybe uh, maybe you got a, a a dress on. I think I had a, a dress on at the time. You know, I was being dumb. Um, I just, I literally, I went to a thrift store before Burning Man uh, in San Francisco area, and I bought a fucking dress because I thought it would cover my body and uh, keep me from getting sunburned. I was right. It was uh, it was light. Uh, it looked pretty dumb though, but, uh, <clears throat> I wasn't, and I still am not that much of a fashionista, more of a functional guy. Anyways, <clears throat> oh, that felt good. The Bronner's was awesome. You also got the human carcass wash. I can't remember if I even did the human carcass wash. I think I did it this the second year I was there, but basically what they have is water and soap and cleaning materials, uh, grooming, uh, you know, hygiene type things in an area, you know, that a, a camp provides for the people on the playa for free. You show up. You form into groups of five. Maybe you already got five people or, you know, six people, four people, around that number. And they have uh, fresh water, clean water, soapy water. And then they have, like, these little, uh, like, kiddie pools, like the little, like, one-foot plastic kiddie pools. And uh, you talk to everybody in your group and you set your boundaries. You say, hey, you know... So you can touch any part of my body, you know, washing part of my body, but, uh, you know, don't touch my dick and balls and, you know, don't be fingering my butthole, that kind of thing. Cool. You get, you know, you got people scrubbing on you, cleaning you, you know, for like 30 seconds to a minute. It's not like some crazy, but you got like eight hands on you. <clears throat> now that's pretty cool. Pretty, pretty cool. So I'm probably into orgies then, although I've never been an orgy. Uh, closest I've come probably the human carcass wash. Did I do it? I think I did. 2013. If I can remember correctly, I think I did. Um, and it's great to get clean out there. One of the most valuable things is, is that another thing they got a sauna. So they got basically this little like dome structure, little geodome that's all insulated and it's got like a little port on it. And they got, uh, I think they got hot rocks or something in there making steam. And you go in there with like, <clears throat> there's like a hundred people in that place. And uh, it gets steamy. You know, people can come in and go out as they choose, but they sort of like, you know, let people one in, one out type of situation. And you start sweating quick. And you get cleaned off just from your sweat. And uh, I don't think that you can rinse off. I think you maybe they maybe they have a towel, maybe or two. I can't remember. Maybe they have a cold type of shower. I, I can't remember. But the sauna is crucial. That's like a once a day thing. Bronner's, I did that like multiple times, at least three times. <clears throat> uh, now, you know, I was describing my very uh, Spartan uh, accommodations that I have provided for myself, you know, 
not very self-reliant. Um, but it was working for me. I got some sleep in my little tiny tent. You know, you wake up and you got playa dust in all your shit, you know, in your mouth. And But yeah, I didn't freeze my balls off. I got some sleep in that little bitch. You know, you wake up and your back's fucking cramping up on you and shit. But I was surviving. And, uh, you know, at the time I had been dating girls a lot. And I was, you know, I was being, I was pretty successful. But, <clears throat> you know, you get a Bernie man. You start, there's titties everywhere. There's dicks everywhere. Uh, I mean, people aren't opening their buttholes, but. There's dicks, balls. There, you know. You're seeing, you're seeing cross. You're seeing. You're not really seeing vagina. You're seeing bushes. You're seeing a lot of boobs, uh, a lot of nice bodies. And, I mean, I wasn't even. You know, on the drive in, I was like, God damn, I. You know, you get horny as fuck, real quick. And if you don't, then, hey, more power to you. But. It's sort of like, geez, I got to do something here. You know, I've learned to transmute that sexual energy these days. But back then, you know, I'm trying. I, I was I was desperately trying to get laid. It was, I mean, I won't say, but, you know, like I said, I met this virgin girl and it was, she, we probably, yeah, we, 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 we were, we would have had a good time hanging out together and, but I cut her loose. Um, I can't remember why, but I think she was younger than me and it was, uh, <clears throat> I don't know. I didn't, it was a lot, but cause you want to make a choice of like, am I going to spend the whole thing with this person and do what they want to do? Am I going to, you know, and I'm a solo type of dude a lot of times. <clears throat> um, so I love the dance and there was a couple theme camps that had... I think it was the Bubble Room. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was the Bubble Room. And they had some cool daytime, like, noontime, like, champagne, you know, beats for breakfast type of thing. And so I went to that. And I met one girl. And uh, I thought we were maybe going to hang out and spend some time together. And then... For some reason, I gave her a hug and, like, scratched her head and, like, her hair was, like, uncomfortable. And she was like, ah, fuck, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, shit. Anyways, I met this other girl. And she was, like, in her 40s at the time, I think. And she'd been to Burning Man a bunch of times. She was, from, she was living in Chicago or New York. Um, I'm blanking on her name right now. I hope I don't sound super nasally, but I am pretty nasally right now. So we started hanging out. And uh, we're, hey, we hang out for like a couple hours, maybe dance. I think we actually kiss within like the first like five minutes. We were like making out, you know, that kind of thing. And, uh, you know, we're kind of like rubbing on it, you know, rubbing crotches like. But, uh, you know, she's like, you know, saying this and that. She was part of a, a theme camp and not like, what well, you know, you pay dues and then you, you know, you throw these parties, you know, you pay a little extra and then, you know, they have a bunch of set meals or they're like, you know, they have all these frozen meals and they cook them up for people every day and you, you get three meals a day kind of thing and they have like extra water and, you know, they have like chill spots, shade, and, you know, a lot of amenities, uh, which is really nice. And a lot of cool people to hang out with. So that was Bubble Room. So I started hanging out with her, you know, she's like, you know, what do you want to do? And I was like, I want to go have sex. Like, <laughs> I was straight up, like, she had a great booty. Um, but, uh, we went, you know, I can, I can remember it very distinctly. I'm wearing her tent and middle of the day, you know, there's just people everywhere. There's probably like 
you know, her tent is like a foot from other people's tent. You know, that if you've never hooked up at a festival in a tent, like you just can't really describe it. It's you, you got to get used to it, I guess. Or or at least be comfortable with it. I had no whatever. I can remember she's uh She's taking off her shirt and uh, her her bra, I think. I don't even know if she had a bra on, but... You know, she had some pretty wild little tattoos and her titties were like... You know, they were like 40-year-old boobies. So they're kind of... And I was just like looking up at her like, Hell yeah, dude. This is, I'm part of the tribe now. I'm doing it, bro. I'm doing it. And now, you know, it was a nice little hookup and... I don't even know. But... I was, you know, I was super huge in doggy style at the time. And I'm like, can I get behind you? I ended up, you know, it was, it was probably better for me than it was for her. Let's say I was probably selfish. And, uh, I think she commented, like, I can't believe you'd want to just have sex that way. Or like, it's so impersonal. And anyways, she was, she wanted to kind of take care of me, you know, and she had a, basically an easy way to take care of me, which is like, oh, she'll just give me half of her food. And, you know, if I want to sleep in her tent or hang out at her little, her spot, I mean, they got drinks and shit. And so I was like, hell yeah, I'm going to hang out with her. Uh, so I, I, we kind of hung out for like two or three days, I think towards the end. I think I met her on like a like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and and then we left on Saturday. But it was it was a typical move for me at the time where I was in my life was sort of like yeah, let me. It was like a it was she was kind of like a sugar mama move, or but uh, had a good time. I like helped out a little bit or at their at their theme camp when they were packing up and stuff and um but she was giving me her food and you know it, I felt a little kind of like of course I you know I had no good food to eat like peanut butter and jelly like I'm saying but you know at Burning Man you can, you can find people that are cooking bacon and like if like when you're out there and you're not eating meat, like I wouldn't eat any, I didn't bring any meat. And you smell meat cooking, like, and I'm actually just thinking about it right now. I'm like, oh my God, I'm hungry for some fucking steak. But like that shit smells amazing. Like, I don't know. I'm into meat. I think we should eat meat. I don't like factory farming. That's why I dumpster dive like all my shit. But, So, hang out with her, and then it's, uh, I'm trying to think of what else. So they, you know, they burn the man. And that year, the man was, I don't really remember the specifics of the structure. I don't remember, you know, they burned it. I think that was the year they played Freebird. No, they played, somebody played Freebird when they were burning the temple, and when you... Burn of the Man is like this crazy fire show and there's like, you know, hundreds of fire spinners and fireworks and just all this craziness and crazy music. And I mean, you know, nighttime at Burning Man is, it's night and day. Like there are the craziest laser shows, like, you know, people with costumes, like crazy. You got to bring something to light yourself up because you can literally get killed at nighttime if you're not wearing you know you they they call people dark tards now i don't you know that sounds like retard which is not a word that you know a lot of people use but that's what they called you if you didn't have any lights on yourself to make yourself visible at nighttime because you're literally just like there's not there's no light in certain areas so yeah dark tard a lot of people had like glow wire or like led wire or, you know, even just wearing a headlamp or a little flashing bike thing or something. But I mean, some people were completely done up and all that. But nighttime's crazy. You know, I remember the first night I was, I was like, holy shit. Like, I can't even, you can't even believe 
you're just like, I can't even imagine this. Like, I couldn't even, you know, there's fair, there's all just so much crazy fire, all these crazy fire games. And I can't, yeah, it must have been early on when I saw people spinning fire for the first time. People, fire dancing, spinning fire. It's fire dancing is the term. Uh, but people were doing rope dart. People are doing uh, hula hoops. People are doing like multiple hoops. People are doing fire fans. People are doing poi staff. Just uh, little hand handheld fire thing. People breathing fire. You know, breathing fire is basically blowing it out. You're not sucking it in, so you're not breathing it in. But all kinds of crazy stuff. A lot of people have these, you know, their sound party, or, you know, I got on this one bus and it was called, uh, Movement of Ja People, and it was this the dopest reggae bus, and I think I was on it by myself during the daytime, anyways, it was fucking awesome, but it's an art car, so art cars are everywhere, they're cruising around, you know, they... Stop here, stop there. They're not really going to pick random people up. Um, they do, definitely do, especially if you have like a really cool costume or if you're, you know, just putting on really good vibes, whatever. But definitely some art cars and uh, so these art cars will go out way far away. Like if you want to get, you know, be away from people at Burning Man, like you can totally do it. You can be like half a mile away from anybody. If you want to set your tent up, like some crazy spot, like. Now, granted, there, you can't just set your tent up anywhere, but you can go hang out anywhere. Um, there's something called the trash fence. And that is like the outer limit. You know, they try to correct, you know, if a bag blows away, like there's a lot of shit you can't bring. They encourage you not to bring to, you know. Glitter, uh, live plants, uh, like like a lot of like plastic bags and like streamers, crap like that, confetti, uh, silly string, all this shit that just get lost and you know trash fence. But they'll have these parties way out. You know they'll pull their their sound car, sound camp, and they'll have this crazy awesome party and. I saw this girl doing the hula hoop and I was mesmerized. I was totally, it was really erotic and, you know, she had like a bikini on, like a Princess Leia bikini. I think it might have been like fur or something, but super cool. And then I get on this bus to catch a ride and who plops on the bus but this hot girl that was doing the hula hoop thing and. I probably creeped her out. I don't know. You know, you talk to people and, you know, when you're interested, you're interested, you know, you don't know where someone's at, but like, you don't want to be, you know, whatever. Didn't end up hanging out with that girl though. She was hot. What else? So, ended up spending time with this other girl from Chicago, New York, and she's like, yeah, we're going to leave on Saturday. We're going to leave early to beat the rush, and we're, I'm, we're going back to, we're going to L.A. You should come with us, you know? We have a, van, we have a, a school bus, just a big-ass school bus, and... I was like, all right, hell yeah, I'll go with you. Sounds fun. Go to L.A., you know, catch the train back, whatever. So I go talk to the girl I rode with and say, hey, look, I think I'm going to catch a ride with this other chick. And she's like, yeah, whatever, you know. I don't think she, I don't think she cared. I mean, I don't know why, why would she care? But during this time, like, I can remember there's one night when I was like, you know, on some dumb shit. I think I was tired and cold. And 
I mean, I think I was maybe drunk or fucked up, but girl Hila was in her van. I was like, hey, and she's like, oh, what? And I'm just like, you know, I think I was trying to maybe hook up with her. Maybe I just wanted to sleep in her van. It was so nice and warm in there. And, you know, and she's like, don't fucking come in here all dusty and shit, you know. And she was just, she was just straight up, you know. And, uh, and I'm telling some bullshit, whatever. But she's like, well, I think I asked her if I could sleep in the van. I think she told me no. And I was like, all right, whatever. I think she had some, like, notebook, and I wrote down some bullshit in there or something. But I think the next day, we were, I was talking to her, and then she's like, hey, will you rub this coconut oil all over my body? And I was like, all right, whatever. So, you know, and... Anyways, so that, you know, nothing went down, but... But I was like, hey, you know, I'm going to rather, can I give you some money for the gas? Because I hadn't paid her to get, you know, for all the gas that we spent driving there. I think it was like. It might have been kind of a ridiculous price, honestly, now that I think about it. Or maybe I had to pay her for food or so. I don't remember what else I had to pay her for, but God, it can't be that much gas money. I think it was a couple hundred bucks, though. So, I ended up, like, moving all my stuff over to this other girl's spot, and, which was kind of douchey at the time. I can remember they were about to burn the man, and I was, like, messing with my luggage, like, all by myself, and I was just like, God, this is such a, such a metaphor for my life. Just always moving my shit around by myself. Anyways. So, I, can I, I had to go pay this girl, and she, her campsite was, you know, the girl I ride with, Hyla, which happens to be my mom's middle name, maiden name, Gail Hyla Shul. And I had like, you know, 200 $300 in my, in my hand or maybe it was in my pocket or maybe I stuck it in a pocket or something. I'm riding my bike and all of a sudden somebody goes, Hey, Hey, Hey. And they pull up next to me. They tap me. They say, Hey, you dropped this. And they handed me the wad of cash. Now, come on. That's good people. That's some cool shit. That really fucking happened. Somebody saw me drop several hundred dollars onto the ground, all in 20s. They picked it up, caught up with me, and gave it back like it was nothing. They were just like, yeah, no problem. Wow. That's what Burning Man could be like. Check it out. It's a good time. Yeah, a lot of dancing. Daytime dancing. I met this other guy from Asheville who was a... He did fire devil sticks. And I can remember him doing doing it during the day. And we were like sitting on this couch and we were smoking weed. And I think maybe I'd taken some mushrooms or something and... You know, he was talking about how uh, mushrooms really help you see the fire and things. And it was, I was like, whoa. I mean, it was so rad. He had this long beard. He was like a, I mean, literally, he was like a, like an elf or something. Like, like a, like a, like a wizard. Like a wizard. And that was cool. There's the, was it Murder Dome, Thunder Dome, Death Dome, Death Guild, I think. And these people are like into some crazy shit where they do Mad Max type of things where they put you on like these bungee cords and they give you like this baton. You beat the crap out of people. Um, 
they have this thing they do like the the like hooks in people's back you know like you know if you can pick a you can pick a a kitten up you know by the scruff of its neck and it doesn't hurt it it's got the extra skin you just pick it up and it's fine well it turns out you can like hang with your flesh like if you put hooks in it properly so we watched this chick like and her boyfriend and they're like put all these crazy like hooks in her back and it was and then like lifted her up and like she was like swinging back and forth like into this guy's arms it was heavy shit like there was blood like i'm sure she was crying i mean it wasn't like gnarly but they knew what the fuck they were doing uh i mean you can get spanked all day you know uh but it's all about consent you know um let people know what you want you know ask for it uh they might say no but uh you know as long as you set up your boundaries people respect your boundaries you can have a hell of a good time but if you fuck with people's boundaries if you uh you know have a problem asking for stuff or getting consent or um being a douche or you know you can have a real problem there. I mean, you can, it things travel so fast that the vibe really builds like I mean, it is the ultimate in uh, I mean, immediate gratification, yes, but also what you put out is what you're going to get back. And it's really fun that way. Oh, my feet got really fucked up, too. I was walking around in flip-flops, and you can get plyo toe, plyo foot. Basically, it's so alkaline out there that it just fucks up your feet. I mean, real bad. Like, you know. And you, know, you got to, I'd say bring a lot of socks. I'd say change your socks twice a day. I mean, you want you want nice shoes. You want, like, boots that you can kick around in. Something that is like supportive of your foot because the ground's fucking hard and it's dusty, and you don't want a bunch of dust creeping in between your toes. Anyways, my feet got pretty fucked up, and you know, you soak them in vinegar, but they had people there like helping you out with that kind of stuff. And there's first aid, never had a problem there, but what else happened? So I caught her out with this girl. <clears throat> And this is embarrassing. So we, we're hanging out at her camp. We're hanging out with people that are going to ride, that she's riding back with. And she's riding back with a bunch of actors from L.A. A bunch of, like five actors, I think. And they're friends, they're old friends, whatever. One guy's got this weird, like, half a mustache thing going on for some character he's playing. And I don't know. There's a couple cute chicks and... Michael was this main guy and they are um they got a grill. Like before we're getting ready to leave, it's like, all right, we're gonna pack up and then everybody's gonna have we're you know, we're gonna eat burgers. And I mean, you know I guess they said they had enough burgers for everybody, but I mean, I'm sitting there staring at this meat cooking and I'm like I can't help myself. Like cheese starts dripping off of things like down in and I go to like pick off like a piece of cheese and the guy's like, do not fucking touch that. I mean, he's like, do not touch it. I'm like, dude, it was dripping off. He's like, I don't care. Which is, it was totally reasonable. You know, I had no right fucking with this food. Uh, They gave me a burger. It was fucking amazing. I'll never forget that. Oh, we reached and touched one of his burgers. He's like, stop that shit, you dumb hippie. I mean, I wasn't even a hippie. Whatever. My hair was short at the time. We get on the, the school bus and we cruise asleep on the floor. And, you know, this girl and I are hanging out and cuddling, talking and yada, yada. Pretty good time. Nothing happened. 
We stopped at the airport, dropped somebody off. By this time, I had like a like a black skirt on and a a vest, like a like a wool vest. Actually, a really sweet vest. Huge fan of the vest. And uh, it was pretty dope. Had a good time with Burning Man. I can't. I can't lie. But uh, ended up going to L.A. with her. <clears throat> she was going to house fit sit for somebody for like two weeks or crash at some friend's house who lived in the back of some place. Like a little like guest house, you know, that someone rented out. And we get there and the place had been broken into or something. And, you know, but uh, me and this girl like hop in the shower and, you know, hook up and shit and. We go to the comedy store and see Sebastian Maniscalco. And at this time, the comedy store was, there was like nobody there. I just knew about it from Joe Rogan and Joey Diaz. And I think they had just started going back there. I think Joe Rogan just started going back there. But I can remember being in the audience and it was like half full of people, I think, in the main room. And Sebastian's like, Anybody do anything fun? What do you, you know, anybody's doing anything fun? I'm like, yeah, we just got back from Burning Man. <clears throat> and he's like, oh, what kind of drugs do you guys do? I was like, just weed and mushrooms, man. Just, you know, pretty basic. And uh, <clears throat> I don't know. He wasn't killing up there. It wasn't, I don't know. It's, but uh, <laughs> dude's killing it now. Shit. Uh, I can't think of who else I saw up there. I think maybe Louie was up there one night. I can't even remember. But yeah, I went to the comedy store and walked around L.A. And I think I maybe went and visited my cousin Brad. Maybe visited a couple other people in L.A. L.A. is pretty sweet, man. I like L.A. God, it's just rough. Rough spot to live. Uh, ended up catching a <clears throat> catching a train. I think she she might drop me off at the train station. Caught a train, maybe a bus, back up to Oakland, where I. Have been staying with my buddy Ram in his like in this pool house or this lady's house. She was an anesthesiologist. She was real nice. Had a couple weed plants that I already bought there, and he left some weed seeds. <clears throat> Can't remember, but he was pissed because I came back like four days later than I was supposed to, and you know apparently he was. <clears throat> I can't remember if he, yeah, he went back to Korea and he was like, what the fuck, man? You never do what you're going to say, you know, whatever. Like, I was just like, damn, dude, chill out, you know, like, you know, but it was, you know, hey, I, what happened, what happens, you know, but uh, this lady that he's staying with after like one night of me being there and she's like, can I drive you to the train station? And I was like. Sure, because I had no car at the time. Oh, that's right. A girl that I met online, we didn't even hook up. She wanted to fuck me, though, apparently. She was, like, posing by the pool and all this shit, you know. I don't, you know, whatever. But a girl actually drove me from Oakland to Sonoma or, you know, was it? to uh, where I caught my ride because I had sold my car before I caught a train out west. It's all a big, long story that I'm going to tell that no one probably cares about, but hey, at least it'll be out there. No, people, I think people will be interested in this shit. It's fun to think about it. Remember it. So... 
This lady drives. She gave me a suitcase, too, I think. She's like, get the fuck out of here, you freeloading son of a bitch. So my aunt picks me up in San Luis Obispo from the train. Never forget. She was in a suburban. She actually had a fucking little bit of food for me. And she's like, I think she might have kicked some other girl out of a spot and let me stay in this spot. Which was like it was in the basement of this other house that they had, and that's a whole other story. But <clears throat> um, so that's Burning Man 2012. If you have any questions about Burning Man, hit me up. My emails: drandyvandy at gmail. Probably need to set email for this or something. I'm probably going to say it at the start too. But yeah, if you have any questions about anything about that about Burning Man because a lot of people do I'm always surprised people are interested uh, it's crazier than you think you know it can be as crazy as you want it to be I do not recommend a lot of drugs and psychedelics and craziness when you get there I mean unless that is your absolute thing and you know what you're doing I recommend really experiencing it you know taking in the moment and enjoying it and um yeah, living in the moment and stuff like that. That's what you need to do. But So that's Burning Man.